talking about Rodgers that much? Is this something that I've been doing to the point? In Chicago, and he's doing this. I mean, that is what Bobby the Brain Heenan would call a ham and egger move. What the heck's going on in Champaign, Illinois with Brett Bielema? They, they have a real shot to get to. Frazier's got it! And the Big Ten Championship is in And now, broadcasting live and local from the 989 The Game Studios in Effingham, Illinois, it's the starting lineup with Travis Sparks. We're going to say more tomorrow. We need Eric here. <coughs> Excuse me. And Eric Fry. <sighs> it's the starting lineup on 989 The Game. Welcome in. Uh, good day to you out there. Happy a Thursday to you. Thirsty Thursday. Throwback Thursday. Whatever you want this Thursday to be. We're here. The starting lineup live on the air here for the next hour here on ESPN Radio 98.9 The Game. Travis Sparks alongside Eric Fry here in a studio. And coming up here on the program, we got a good show lined up for you as always here on this Thursday Got some uh, local sports to uh, recap. We got some local conference tournaments to uh, talk about uh, from last night and uh, set the stage for this evening as well. And uh, there was a, a coaching move made in the uh, NFL, made official there last night. So we'll hit up on uh, that and uh, we'll see where that changes things potentially. Uh, well, and uh, both uh, in the uh, NFL and the uh, collegiate ranks uh, there as well. We'll also uh, be a hit up on uh, some NBA uh, basketball there from uh, last night. Start of a new era for the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Seemed like they were enjoying themselves, at yes. least in the uh, pregame there. So uh, we'll hit up on that. And we'll hit up on uh, some uh, college basketball as well. We'll look at the uh, top 25, what happened there. Uh, last night, and uh, was there a basketball game that happened here in Illinois? I mean, there was all kinds of local, local basketball. Well, yes, of yes. course, but yes. collegially, um, SIU, I, I think played. They played Valpo. SIU. We'll talk about that yes. big game, yes. and yes. Uh, we will hit up on that everything that happened in college basketball. Uh, last night, we'll hit up on that as well, and whatever we don't get to here in the Atrusha show. We get to in the uh, podcast in some sort of fashion as well. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the uh, starting lineup is uh, brought to you by McMahon Meets, Tingley Insurance Agency, Worth Computer Repair, and uh, Totopolis State Bank. All right, so we uh, set the table here, and we need to get things started, and we need to uh, get it started with a, a segment we call First Things First. Before we get into the show.
first things first. We mentioned it on yesterday's show about it being a rivalry week in the NBA. That's not where we're starting. We're starting in a rivalry week in college basketball. I'm not talking about the upset that Alabama pulled in the Iron Bowl mm-hmm. on the hardwood as number eight goes down. Yeah. And Illinois goes down last night against Little Brother Northwestern and they pulled it out in overtime there. 96-91, high scoring uh, there last night in Northwestern. Apologize to your I'm not brother. gonna give you the satisfaction. Apologize I'm not gonna to apologize. I'm yes. not gonna apologize they to them. They won this game. Or are you gonna be like Terrence Shannon Jr.? The refs took it from us. Saw that on social media this yeah. morning. Yeah. I mean the the refs weren't great. I'm sorry. Did the night. refs miss four layups in overtime? You know, yeah, that happened uh, a lot. 20 layups and two dunks, Travis. Yeah. You don't deserve to win when you miss Hey, that's what I said. That's what I said. Illinois didn't deserve to win last night. Coach Underwood took the blame, said something they changed defensively. Like a good coach does. Yes. He doesn't deserve 100% of the blame. I'll give him half because they changed up their defense, and that allowed Northwestern to get back in it in the second half. Yeah. But Coach Underwood wasn't missing layups. Coach Underwood wasn't missing dunks. Mm -hmm. That's on the players. Yeah, and I know that uh, that uh, new defense or whatever that they were trying out last night, uh, that was just a pitiful uh, performance on uh, the uh, defensive end. I understand uh, Northwestern uh, shot it out, lights out uh, from mm-hmm. a three-point range, particularly down the stretch, but yeah. in the entire game they were 11 for 18 uh, from uh, beyond the arc. That's 61%, and even shot even better, 55%. Uh, from the uh, field and uh, the uh, only three times we did that uh, last year and uh, defensively and we lost all three of those games we lost the Indiana game where they shot over 60 percent of course Mizzou dominated us when they couldn't miss either and Penn State also shot 57 percent as well last year and this was the first time that we've given up a shooting percentage greater than 55 yep. uh, percent and that's the, the one of the big reasons why we lost this game last night northwestern wanted it more yeah you know Period. end of sentence yeah exactly you, you said it right there and that's what i take away from this game this meant everything to northwestern it didn't mean anything to us clearly on the court is what i saw I saw a team that was rattled by that uh, crowd. I mean, look, we, we knew it was going to happen when you play on the road in college basketball. That's kind of what Coach Underwood uh, said that or at the very end. Uh, Terrence Shannon Jr. didn't have the best game uh, coming off the bench. Completely different story from the other day. And you knew he was going to hear it from the crowd. He's going to hear it from the for the rest of uh, the season. And, uh, uh, you know, the crush back in the day, this was the same crush that chanted no means no at Paul Pierce. At Iowa, it's the same uh, cr- uh, student section of the chain of crack house at Jalen Rose in that Fab Five documentary that was documented. And so you knew that he was going to hear it, and he did. He heard no means no and guilty uh, as well there at the very end. But he had an off night, and the Illini had an off night uh, defensively. It was, a, it was a terrible night on that end of the floor and can't make a layup. Jeez, good grief. Here's and I'm not disagreeing with anything you said, Travis, not one bit. But here is my problem with one thing you did say, Travis. You said this game meant everything to Northwestern. It didn't mean anything to the Illini. That's a problem because you're now behind Northwestern in the conference standings. You are fourth for those double buys. You're only a half game above Nebraska. Mm-hmm. This game should have meant something. 
Yeah. And you came in acting like it didn't. That is a problem for me. Well, and it's a team that walked in there like they thought they could just show up. Yeah. And they that's a problem. Yeah. No doubt. But hey, that's college college kids, college athletes. I I can't I won't I can't apologize for that. I can't control their emotions and whatnot. Uh, like that, Coleman Hawkins. He let that crowd get in his head. He was complaining about everything, and uh, he was blowing kisses to the crowd as well. At one time, he hit a big three. It's like, dude, this is a close game. You shouldn't yep. be doing that. Yep. And whatnot. So. Uh, yeah, it definitely should have meant more to the players, and it certainly meant something to Boo Booey as he mm-hmm. went off there in overtime in particular. 29 points, he ended up uh, leading the way uh, for the Cats there. And, you know, And like you said, it should have meant something. This would have been a quad one win yes. for the Illini, but uh, didn't get it done, and it was a quad one win for Northwestern instead. Again, a couple of problems I have, Travis, and that is – Again, you should have. It should have meant something. Illinois playing the villain is not great because you only play the villain when you're winning. The Heat played the villain; they were winning. Michigan for the past couple of years played villains; they were winning. You can't play the villain and then come out and lose. Well, we were playing uh, the villain because we always beat Northwestern. Yes, and that's the problem. You came so. out thinking that this is going to be basically a varsity versus JV squad. And that's how you looked at it. When How often this season has we seen top 10 teams go down? It happens every week. It happens every week. Mm-hmm. I, and that is, Travis, is this going to be an overwhelming distraction that ruins this team. No. Because at home, they'll be so. fine. We know that. But at Ohio State, that crowd's going to get inside Illinois' head. At Michigan State, that crowd's going to get inside the head. At Maryland, at Wisconsin, at Iowa. Those are all places where that crowd is going to get into Illinois' head. Yeah, I I don't think the the atmosphere in Ohio State is even going to compare it to any of those. Uh, there, I would give those crowds a lot more credit than Ohio State there. But um, yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I don't think it. I think last night was just kind of a, a outlier, and I'm not overreacting uh, to this too much. And the sky's the sky's not falling for me. I I'm not gonna overreact here, and I'm not gonna apologize either because who's the highest ranked team in the Big Ten right now? Purdue. Where do they lose? Northwestern. Here. here, and if the NCAA tournament was played at Welsh Ryan Arena, Northwestern would win the national championship. That's how well they play there in that building. And the last time I checked, the NCAA tournament is played on a neutral floor. And the Big Ten tournament is played on a neutral floor uh, there as well. So um, I'm not going to overreact today. It's just a, a bad night. Bad, oh, bad night. I'll agree with you on that. Northwestern does play better at home. I'm, I, I agree 100%. Uh, the road wins they have are not very impressive. Um, you know, they beat Penn State. They beat DePaul. Mm-hmm. that's it for your road wins. Um, so I, I will agree with you on that, Travis. Um, 
But again, to me, it's just the attitude of this Illini team. That is what is concerning me. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that this year is like one of the first times that it's showed up like this for me. I don't remember seeing it a whole lot. There's just something about it where they just – and confidence is good. But they seem to be a little over at times. And it causes them to play too loose. Yeah. Whether it be defensively or offensively. Yeah, I don't know what they were doing last night. They were doing some uh, stupid stuff. Yeah. Uh, last night, just taking bad, bad shots. That's what happens when you think it's just a given you're going to win this game. And you can't go into any game thinking it's a given you're going to win. Yeah. You have to earn every win. Right. You know who did win last night, Travis? Who's that? FAU won. Oh, who did they play? Rice. Oh, well. Just saying. Top 25 team got a win. I'm just saying. I mean, 22nd. Well, they got more wins than the Illini. So did Iowa State. They got the win. New yep. Mexico. Colorado State didn't. They lost. Nope, they lost. And like I mentioned, number eight went down. Yes. In the rivalry game on the road. Yes. Even so. Tigers lost 79-75. I, I will feel a little better about this Illini team after Saturday. We'll see how that goes. Um, mm-hmm. Taking on Indiana, which should be a win at home. But, Travis, if we lose at home to Indiana, then there's going to be some major question marks. Mm-hmm. I think at that point you have to have question marks. Because that would be a couple of games in a row where Illinois has not played great. Mm. Well, I would expect them to play a lot better at home. Yes, I would. I I do as well. Hmm. Currently on a three-game losing streak against the Hoosiers. Mm-hmm. Ouch. Yep. And again, Indiana sitting there four and four in conference play. Illinois at five and three. You don't think Indiana wants to get a win to get another conference win? That would be another team Illinois would be behind in the standings. Sure. And again, if Illinois doesn't take that seriously, then there's some major problems. Right. I definitely think that they should uh, focus focus up better. And uh, the Hoosiers already beat Maryland earlier this year. They lost to uh, Kansas. They lost back-to-back games in Kansas. Mm-hmm. Uh, They're a tough game stretch. Um, I mean, they lost to Nebraska. Indiana's not great. I'm not saying they are. That's why you should go out and win. Right. But even if, let's say, it's an overtime win, that's not great. For Illinois. Yeah, they they need to because you look at Illinois schedule, Travis, their record is impressive. They have one win over a ranked team. Now, no, Indiana is not ranked. The Big Ten, as we talked about, down year this year. There's not a lot of Big Ten teams that are ranked. There's three. That's it. So you're not going to have a whole lot of ranked games. Mm-hmm. But that tells me Illinois, you know, their, their losses, Tennessee, Marquette, Purdue, and then the last two of Maryland and Northwestern are question marks for me. Mm, I mean, maybe the the Maryland game, uh, but the other two 
are good losses to Tennessee and Marquette. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Those are good losses. Purdue's a good loss. But their last two losses against Maryland and Northwestern, Northwestern I know plays different at home, but Illinois didn't play well in those games is what I'm saying. Yeah. And even, I mean, Michigan played pretty good. Rutgers played pretty good. But those are games that Illinois got up for. And we talked about it all year long. I mean, I don't know if they got up for Rutgers. They definitely put a lot more emotion into last night. And the only thing that they did get up for was the return for TSJ. Yes, and that was enough emotion to carry them in that Rutgers game. Yeah. We, as, as I've said all year, Travis, this Illinois team needs someone to come off the bench and provide energy. And there's no one there doing that right now. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, Harmon, he was, uh, I mean, I know he only had six points. He had a tough bucket there at the end of regulation. Uh, I don't know what we were drawing up there for the mask there at the uh, very end. I know that he was kind of one of the guys to uh, lead you uh, last night, but I think he could have got a better shot than that. But that's armchair quarterback there. By the way, Shannon Jr. had as many turnovers as Northwestern as a team. Yeah, you know, he had 12 points. Mm-hmm. Had a... Uh, off night uh, there, so just a bad night all the way around uh, there for the Illini, but back in action there on a Saturday well, against Indiana, and it is at a 2 o'clock tip-off there, and that means our coverage here on 989 will start at about 1 o'clock uh, there, but uh, look, hats off to Northwestern, but I don't apologize for anything that I said yesterday, and I don't apologize for wearing my Illini fandom on my sleeve. Uh, I'll ride and die uh, with this team any day, and just last night was a was a bad one. We will be dying the first Hurts. week of March, so there you go. <laughs> uh, we'll see. We'll see. So uh, I'm not going to overreact here on this overreaction Thursday. Uh, and uh, coming up, we'll be ending up on uh, some uh, local sports, uh, some uh, conference tournaments there that happened last night. And we'll get you set for some conference tournaments continuing in and finishing up tonight as well on the way here on the starting lineup. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. Imagine the possibilities with Teutopolis State Bank. This is Jerry Rundy. If you're buying a home, See us to get pre-qualified. When you're pre-qualified, the seller knows you mean business, and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, we'll help you get started with a construction loan customized just for you. Ask around. Talk with your friends. You'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Teutopolis State Bank. In Teutopolis, Sigel, and Effingham. Equal housing lender and member FDIC. You shouldn't let financial concerns spoil your retirement and you shouldn't have to worry about what you'll leave for your family after you're gone. If you set up a tax-free inheritance for your loved ones with single premium whole life insurance, you can drop your worries and enjoy your retirement. Contact your local Pekin Insurance agent to request a single premium whole life quote. And in Effingham, call Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. Texting privacy policy and terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting rules for recurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop. Opt out. Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head? Comb it over? Wear a hat. Just stop. 
This isn't 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence. Because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration experts, can give you your real hair back permanently. Check them out today because they're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to anyone that texts SOLVE to 200-300. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they're ahead of the curve. They use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. And the best part? Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Let Bosley show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text SOLVE to 200-300. That's SOLVE to 200-300. And now, the starting lineup. That was back in the 50s and 60s. I know not a lot of, there were not as many teams, not as many good players or whatever, but, but still. Travis knows this from Hater personal on. experience. Go ahead. Oh. Sorry, I couldn't help it. Go ahead. No, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Eight in a row, impressive. <laughs> On 98.9 The Game. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9 at the game. Set up on uh, some uh, local sports here from, uh, last night. And we had the uh, NTC uh, tournament uh, continue last night as it was the uh, number one overall seed there. St. Anthony uh, pick up the uh, win over Cowden Harry Peter City. And uh, St. Anthony got it going on early on as it seemed like they uh, couldn't miss there in the opening quarter. And they jumped out to the 25-9 to lead. And they carried that on 21-5, to outscored them in the second, and 22-18 in the uh, third. And uh, running clock got going there in the uh, fourth quarter. And Cowden got a shutout in that one. Uh, there in the fourth, so uh, 76 32 ended up be, being the final score. Three Bulldogs and double figures here Brock Fierde and uh, Ryan Schmidt had uh, 17 uh, points, and Colin Westendorf finished with uh, 16 points, and then uh, had contributions from a lot of people uh, there on the board for uh, St. Anthony. So, you know, they do uh, what they need to do, and uh, they uh, pick up their win, and they're now into the uh, semifinals there. And uh, Cowden uh, was led by Wojciech again. He had a good game against Nioga, and he repeats that performance on the very next day. 16 points there for CHBC, but uh, Radloff was the only other player that uh, sniffed double figures there. He had eight in uh, the loss uh, there. So uh, St. Anthony uh, marches on to the uh, semifinals, and who will they face in the semis? Well, uh, they'll be meeting St. Elmo Brownstown again as uh, they uh, defeated North Clay 73-62, to uh, 62, uh, the uh, final score there. SEB got off to a good lead, a 17-day after one quarter of play, and then uh, North Clay kind of came back there and uh, got a, a little bit closer by halftime and ended up hanging right with them in the fourth quarter. But ultimately, uh, St. Elmo picking up the uh, dub there. Uh, Atwood led the way for SEB. He had 23. Colin Maxey had 21. And Schaub had 10. And Josiah Maxey had 10 points as well. So 
four players in a double figures for SEB. It was a Zimdars leading the way for North Clay. He had 20. Uh, Walden had 13. Uh, Hosselton with 11. And Kitzler with 10 as well. So four players for North Clay. So uh, just coming up a little bit short there uh, last night. So in uh, the uh, semis, uh, it will be uh, St. Anthony versus uh, St. Elmo here this evening. Mm -hmm. In the NTSC, and I don't have my brackets uh, flipped, but uh, Cowden, uh, they will fall there to uh, the uh, consolation bracket, and they'll take on uh, North Clay uh, there on the uh, consolation side of things for the NTSC, and uh, that game will also be uh, tonight as well. The middle game. Uh, there, the first game will be in yoga in Windsor mm -hmm. uh, to start off the night there in Altamont uh, tonight. Uh, in the Lincoln Prairie Conference Tournament there in Arthur, we had uh, Tri-County with a win over Heritage, 53-50. to Sarah Gorda won over uh, Blue Ridge, 55-47. Arthur with the win over Villa Grove, 56-50. And it was also the uh, Cumberland Pirates coming away with the win against Unity Christian, and they won a 61-21 here last night. Yeah, you look at the score and you go, ah, oh, Cumberland was in control, and they they weren't, not at least until the second quarter. Uh, Cumberland was only up 9-5, to five, Travis, after the first quarter. So, uh, hmm. Coach said after the game, we didn't start out great. Now, in the second quarter, they outscored Unity 24-4, to four, so that kind of put, put the game away for the most part. Um, but, yeah, it was uh, – it was a good game for Cumberland, but as Coach said, you know, we got to play better. We got to come out stronger at the beginning of these games, and you know, kind of what we were talking about with the Illini. I think Cumberland came out in that first quarter and thought, "Oh, we're going to easily beat these guys," and you know, maybe didn't take that first quarter as seriously as they should have. And in the second quarter, they finally kind of knuckled down and started forcing turnovers. They ended up forcing 27 turnovers on uh, Decatur Unity and only had six of their own. So wow. uh, good night for the Pirates. Now they set themselves up with a rematch Friday night against Tri-County, a team you've already beaten, but it was at home and it was a close game when you beat them. So uh, it's definitely going to be a, a good matchup there Friday night. Consolation Championship. Yep. Right. For yep. Consolation Championship for the uh, Tri-County. Yep. Uh, five o'clock. Friday night over on WCRA. 5 o'clock at tip-off uh, there in Arthur. And uh, so uh, we'll look forward to uh, that one tomorrow. A uh, little line conference uh, tournament. It was the uh, uh, Constellation uh, Semis Heroes. Mount Carmel winning over Paris 59-49. to uh, As Mount Carmel got off to a good start, they led 13-9 after the uh, first quarter. And they extended that out. At halftime there, Gillahan led the way for Mount Carmel. He had 14. Beasley had a 13 uh, there. Rigdon had uh, 15 to lead the way for Paris. And it was Robinson with the win over Marshall. 54-42 to uh, 42 was the uh, final there. Robinson got off to a five-point lead there in the first quarter. They held that same lead there at halftime. And they chipped away and they uh, increased that little by little there in the second half as well to pull off with the win. Uh, Noah Gilmore, he goes off for 22 uh, points, and he also uh, picked up his uh, career 1,000th uh, point as well. And I forgot to mention earlier with the uh, uh, St. Anthony game there, uh, Brock Fearday, uh, he only needed like four points to reach the 1,000-point mark, and so he got that uh, early on uh, there. So we had a couple 
thousand point scorers uh, there last night in a couple of tournaments. Uh, Schmidt also had 15 uh, for Robinson as well. McGuire led the way for Marshall. He had 18 in the loss uh, there. So uh, Mount Carmel and Robinson will uh, move on and a pair of Sam Marshall will match up or uh, yeah, it's just Mount Carmel and Robinson advancing on uh, there in the consolation uh, championship or fifth place game if you'd say. Uh, we also had a couple of girls games last night as well. We had uh, St. Anthony pick up the win over South Central 69-40 was the uh, final. St. Anthony jumped out to the 20-day lead uh, there in the opening quarter and increased out a little bit in by halftime. And uh, Vonderheide had a, a big night here, 38 points for her. And that was the only double-figure scorer for St. A. But uh, Ruha had nine. Addison Rios had a seven there. Uh, Webster led the way for South Central. She had 13. Uh, Calgar had a 10 in the losing effort uh, there. And we also had a Brownstown pick up the uh, win against North Clay. And this one was 81 to a 50. Brownstown with the win as they got it started here leading 22 to 17 after one quarter. Uh, North Clay comes back and uh, only trails by a little bit. They're at halftime, but 25 points in the third, 23 in the fourth to finish things off for Brownstown. Uh, there looks like a Seaball led the way. She had 18. They also had Miller with 14 and Ramsey and Diana Hazlett with 13 points as well for uh, Brownstown. Uh, there it looks like Ballard had a 15 to pace the attack for North Clay. Uh, Van Dyke had 12 in Price. Had 10 points as well. Four three-pointers for uh, Van Dyke uh, there in the uh, losing effort uh, there. So both those teams are all four of those teams really outside of the uh, conference tournament now. And Brownstown and St. Anthony picking up wins last night. Uh, also, also, Arthur Oka Christian won over Arcola 51-244. And Piasaw with the win over South Fork 52-38. Junior High Boys of Basketball Regional Championships there last night from 7th grade. It was Danville Schlarman over Martinsville 30-17. In the Casey Westfield Regional Championship, it was Paris Crestwood winning over North Clay 50-24. 2A St. Anthony Regional Championship, it was a St. Anthony winning their own regional title over Cowden Herrick 43-32. Final there. In a 3A Topless Regional Championship, it was Topless over Robinson Nuttall. 34 to 24, and in the Taylorville Regional Championship, it was Mount Zion over Matt Toon, 35-31. They're in seventh grade action. Schedule for tonight, it looks like this in the uh, National Trail Conference Tournament there in Altamont. Uh, three uh, games this evening. First game starts at 5 o'clock with Nioga and Windsor's Two Straws in the consolation bracket, and also Cadillac Beach City and North Clay, like I mentioned there, approximately 6.30. Uh, start there and then a championship semifinal between St. Anthony and uh, St. Elmo Brownstown uh, there to uh, close out the uh, night there. 7.45, 8 o'clock, I would imagine, the uh, start time and the tip-off uh, there. And uh, St. Anthony already has a, a victory over St. Elmo already this season. And St. Elmo trying to uh, change that and uh, pull off an upset here to advance to the championship, but we'll see what happens. Uh, tonight, looking forward to that matchup here this evening. 
And we also got in the Little Illini Conference Tournament, we got the seventh place game of Paris against Marshall at 6 o'clock. And the fifth place game, Mount Carmel and Robinson there at a 7 to 30. Also, uh, Carlinville is at a Litchfield as well. Lots of girls basketball uh, tonight and uh, Thursday. So, uh, Dietrich is out South Central. Windsor's Two Straws hosting Cowden, Herrick Beecher City. North Clay hosting Sandoval. Brownstown is at Ramsey. Uh, FEM is at Mattoon. Uh, Charleston hosting Muhammad Seymour. And Lincoln is at Taylorville. Uh, Cumberland is at Argenta. Okaw Valley hosting Villa Grove. Arthur at Unity Christian. And Tri-County at Sullivan. Heritage at Cerro Gordo and Blue Ridge hosting Arcola. Casey Westfield is at Lawrenceville. And Paris is at Mount Carmel. And that is important for the LIC conference title regular season. As if Paris wins that one, they will clinch a share of the LIC. And if Mount Carmel wins this, then they'll win the LIC outright uh, there for the regular season. Uh, there. So we'll see what happens in that one mm-hmm. in Mount Carmel. Big game. Uh, Central Illinois Conference Tournament wraps up tonight as well there in Mwikwa as the fifth place game. Central A&M against Warrensburg Latham at 5 o'clock. Third place game is Macon Brady against Shelbyville at 6.30. And the championship game is around a three with a Tuscola and a Clinton. And that is approximately at 8 o'clock uh, tonight for the championship of the uh, CIC uh, there at uh, Central A&M. And uh, let's see in uh, previous matchups here, uh, Tuscola won over Clinton twice. Uh, once in the Monticello Holiday Hoopla Championship, 52-49. And then later on in the regular season, they also won 51-35 to uh, there. And that was a couple of days before they faced Altamont uh, there. So uh, Tuscola trying to beat. Clinton three times mm. this season and trying to pull off the upset uh, there. Tuscola, 20-1 and a 2. They, I don't think they've uh, lost since they've, uh, yeah, they haven't. They've uh, won back-to-back games or a couple games in a row uh, there after that loss to Altamont. Uh, there, Clinton, 14-10 and 10 on the season uh, there, but Obviously, already taking a couple losses to uh, Tuscola this season. We'll see what happens tonight in the championship. Uh, also, in the South Central Coach Field in Carlinville is at Greenville. Junior High Boys Basketball 7th grade regional championships tonight in a Sigel. Sigel St. Michael against Newton St. Thomas at 6 o'clock. And a Tuscola East Prairie regional championship. It's Sullivan against Tuscola East Prairie at 6 o'clock as well and we'll have all the results posted tomorrow morning up on the website femradio.com just click on our local sports tab that's where you can find out the information uh there all right so we roll along here into the show and uh, let's uh, switch things up and uh, let's uh, switch things up talking about uh, some uh, football here the uh, big coaching hire that happened there in the nfl and also leaves a big gaping hole in a college football as well at the head coach of Michigan. So we'll talk about that coming up next here on the starting lineup. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. 
This is Lucas Kroening with a message from the FNM Fire Department. As a firefighter, I've witnessed the devastating consequences of vehicle accidents. Let's stay focused. Distracted driving kills. Keep your eyes on the road and off your phone. Buckle up. Seatbelts save lives. It's a simple action that can prevent serious injuries. Also, let's protect our little ones. Use proper car seats for children to ensure their safety. And always check the back seat. Don't forget about loved ones or pets before leaving the car. Let's prioritize car safety. Together we can save lives. The new year can be a depressing time for some people. This is Dr. Helen Bankstock. Feeling down because you didn't keep your resolutions from last year? My advice? Just one resolution. Shop local. Here's how that helped one of my clients. I'll call him Bill. I took my dog to a local pet groomer, met a cute woman. We went out for a local coffee, took a walk in the park. I admired her dress, which she bought locally. We started a local yoga class together, got to know each other. I bought her flowers in a local florist shop, and, well, we'll be married this Saturday in a local church, and our reception will be catered locally. Shop local? <laughs> Worked for me. There you have it. One simple resolution. Shop local. You'll boost your spirits and the local economy. Here's where you can find help. Support our local businesses. One of those is Niemerg Steakhouse. So delicious, always special, Niemerg's Steakhouse. Always remember to shop locally. So delicious, always special, Niemerg's Steakhouse. Small business owners, we know tackling your to-do list can sometimes feel like going 12 rounds against a heavyweight champ. Except that heavyweight's gloves are made of something hard, like diamonds. So when a new to-do pops up, you're like, I can't. I'm boxing my diamond boxing glove-wearing heavyweight champ of a to-do list. At Progressive, we don't want to make your day any harder. That's why we make it easy with over 30 customizable coverage options. So you can finally land a knockout blow. See if you can save on business insurance in as little as six minutes at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company. Coverage provided in service by affiliated and third-party insurers. Lowe's knows pros want savings now. That's why, as an MVP's Pro Rewards member, you get volume savings on orders of $1,500 or more at the Pro Desk. And there's more. We've lowered our prices on select top products like electrical wire and drywall, so you can get the job necessities for less. Because Lowe's knows savings. Lowe's knows pros. In-store only. Exclusions, restrictions, and more terms apply. Details at Lowe's.com terms. Subject to change. And now... Is Philip Rivers a Hall of Fame quarterback? No. No rings. And Marino's one high. Sport. <laughs> He's a Hall of Famer, thing. Travis. It's the only thing that matters. The starting lineup. He carried really bad Dolphins teams to the Super Bowl. Unfortunately, it was against the 49ers. Oh, well, that's a shame. You know, sometimes Travis just gets under my skin. Win a Super Bowl, dude. On 98.9 The Game. According to this, Travis feels that Nick Foles is a better quarterback than Philip Rivers, Jimmy McMahon, Mark Griffin, Phil Sims better, Steve Young, Joe Flacco, Ken Stabler, Brad Johnson, Jeff Hosteller, Len Dawson, Force, Doug Williams, much better quarterback, Trent Dilfer, Joe Theismann. Mm-hmm. All I'm hearing are Super Bowl winners. Eric Price, Sports Center Update. The Blues survived a scare during a 4-3 overtime win over the Vancouver Canucks at Rogers Arena. St. Louis held a two-goal lead in the third period, but Vancouver came back and scored three goals in the third, the final goal tying it in the final minute. However, it was Shen who lit up the lamp in the second minute of the extra period to get the win. Blues are on a three-game winning streak, moved to fifth place in the Central Division with 50 points and a 24-20-2 record. They visit Seattle tomorrow night. 
College basketball action from yesterday, Missouri State edged out Drake 83-80, and Southern Illinois beat Valpo 75-69. Tonight, Lindenwood is at Little Rock. Southeast Missouri State visits UT Martin. Eastern Illinois hosts Tennessee Tech, and Western Illinois travels to Southern Indiana. Blackhawks are on a two-game losing streak after a 6-2 loss against the Kraken at Climate Pledge Arena. Chicago gave a pair of goals in each period and never led during the contest. Chicago now 14-32-2. They visit Edmonton tonight. The Bulls try to get back in the wing column, and they visit the Lakers tonight at Crypto.com Arena. Bulls are coming off a last-second 115-113 loss on the road against Phoenix on Monday. Tonight's game tips off at 9-30. The Colts' sideline will look a little bit different in 2024. According to the Indy Star, assistant coaches Nate Ollie and Mike Mitchell will not return for next season. Both coaches had spent the past two seasons in Indianapolis with defensive coordinator Gus Brownlee. Colts did not make the playoffs after finishing the regular season 9-8. and eight. Indianapolis will have the 15th overall pick in the upcoming draft. Welcome back into the uh, starting lineup here on a 98.9. Travis Sparks here, Eric Fry over there with the uh, Sports Center Reads uh, today. And uh, let's hit up on uh, the uh, big uh, college or the uh, big coaching news there yesterday as it was uh, made official there. Jim Harbaugh is uh, coming to the NFL like we figured. He's leaving Michigan and he's going to be the new head coach for the Los Angeles Chargers mm-hmm. announced by Adam Schefter there. The deal appears to be uh, for five years there for Coach Harbaugh to join uh, the uh, staff in L.A. And he did end up coming home playing for or coaching a team that he played for. Yes. He was uh, the quarterback there for two seasons. His last two seasons. Yeah. Yep. So maybe not the team that we wanted him to coach after being a quarterback and them. don't forget travis where was his very first coaching job at i don't know university of san diego mm. which i know they're not there anymore no. but um yeah and you know a good thing if you are a, a chargers fan um you know they went five and twelve last year coach harbaugh has a good habit of turning around programs and doing so quickly um he has the highest win percentage after uh, a team set program records at San Diego, Stanford, and Michigan um, under under him. So, mm-hmm. obviously, he turns around programs and he turns around fast. However, with that being said, he really doesn't stay around very long. Uh, Michigan was his longest tenure, and that was uh, eight years, 2015 mm. to 2023. So, eight years is his longest coaching tenure, Travis. That's wow. not a whole lot. No, not uh, really. He was at San Diego for two years. He was at Stanford for three, 49ers for three, and then eight years at Michigan. So not not a whole lot of longevity. So I'm thinking at the end of this five-year contract, Travis, he's looking to get out. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's done. Yeah, his work will be done. Uh, turned yep. around the Chargers organization. Yep. Potentially, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> So he's going to try and join an elite club, Travis, that includes just Pete Carroll, Barry Switzer, and Jimmy Johnson as the only coaches to win a national championship and a Super Bowl. Mm. So, And also, just in case you were wondering, yes, the Chargers do play the Ravens in 2024. They do. Yep. John is 2-0 in his career against his brother. So. Mm-hmm. Yep, including the Super Bowl. But how, how, how do you feel about this hire, Travis? Um, You know, I... 
I like it for the Chargers, you know. Um, he's a guy that you view as a offensive wizard, mm-hmm. and uh, obviously they got the talent yeah. uh, there. They do have some uh, contracts that will have to potentially come off the books, so they'll have to manipulate uh, that there over the cap. Uh, they're yeah. uh, potentially next season. So, I mean, you know, they got Justin Herbert. They got the talent. Uh, they just need to put it all together uh, there. And great. Now I'm going to have to pick the Chargers to win the division again ah. uh, this time around. I was high on them this year, entering this year. And looks like I'm not going to be completely off the train uh, just yet. But uh, I like this hire for the Chargers. I I do. Um the only thing that gives me pause, Travis, is would you say that they're obviously they're still the second best team in the West, right? Well, yeah. And 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 clearly second. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you really want to have to go through KC every year? Mm-hmm. No. That's that's. When you when you look at the two jobs that he interviewed for, the Charger job and the Falcon job, right? Atlanta is so much easier. Mm-hmm. Sure. I mean, so much easier because I feel the NFC is weaker than the AFC. Right. Because in order to make the Super Bowl, you're going to have to go through possibly Josh Allen, possibly Lamar Jackson, mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes for sure. The Dolphins are on the rise. Like, there are Joe so Burrow many. Joe back. Burrow, healthy. The Colts, the, the Texans. Yeah, C.J. Stroud on the on There's the rise. a lot of good teams, whereas in the NFC, it's kind of, you know, you got a handful of them. Right. And in that South, you got nobody. I mean, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. So, to me, I'm, I'm intrigued, and I'm intrigued, Travis, because now they have – Harbaugh with the fifth overall pick, what are they going to do? Yeah. You, you know he's going to be very stable with Justin Herbert. I think that is what pushed him over the top is right. a quarterback who's already an established NFL quarterback. I wouldn't quite say a superstar. I would say Herbert's a star. Mm-hmm. He probably did not want to go through the process of developing a young quarterback, which what is what you'd have to do in Atlanta. Right. At least Herbert is farther ahead. Right. Exactly. In the Atlanta situation. Exactly. I just, competitive-wise, I think it's a lot harder to get to the Super Bowl with the Chargers. Yeah, that's why I did it. And maybe that is. For a challenge. But again, we talked about he's not in a place very long. Mm-hmm. Travis, he has one of the highest win percentages in uh, the NFL um, by a head coach, a minimum of 50 games, Travis. He has the fifth best. He's 44-19-1. Hmm. He had the most wins in the first four seasons as a head coach both times. Or, no, excuse me. He, he has 49 wins in his first four seasons, Travis. That's tied for second most. He's one of four coaches all time with at least five playoff wins through the first three seasons. Mm-hmm. But you know what that tells me? It's that... He didn't leave the 49ers because he was fired. No. He left mm-hmm. because he couldn't get it done. Hmm. Because he got to the Super Bowl and he lost to his brother. 
And then after that, he couldn't get back to the Super Bowl, so he bolted and went to Michigan. As right. we talked about, he doesn't stay around long. Hmm. So that makes me concerned if in three years, if the Chargers are not in the Super Bowl, hmm. haven't won it, is he going to be looking for greener pastures elsewhere? Hmm. Maybe. Maybe in four. Potentially, uh, but I do find it fascinating that Harbaugh has uh, went back and forth between a college and now back to uh, the NFL. Goes from Stanford to the 49ers to the Michigan, and mm-hmm. now back uh, here yeah. to the Chargers. Now that's fascinating. Yeah, <laughs> and again, it's because he doesn't stay somewhere very long. Sure, he feels like the kind of coach that once his his you know. Once the suitcase starts to get a little layer of dust on it, he wants to get that thing out and pack it back up and go somewhere else. He did the same thing as a player. When Mm -hmm. he was a player, he moved around the league everywhere. Right. So I think he's just nomadic in nature. Mm -hmm. And I think the Michigan, the only reason he stayed there as long as he could is because it was his alma mater and he had something to prove. He wanted to prove he could do it. And it, for years it was, you couldn't beat Ohio State. You can't win the rivalry. Well, then once you check that off, it's like, well, I guess the next thing I have left is the national title. Mm-hmm. That's it. And then once he accomplished that, it's like, all right, I'm out of here. See you. Bye. Yeah. Like, it just makes me feel that, you know, if he wins, if, if he doesn't win a Super Bowl in four, I think he's going to be looking to go elsewhere. And if he wins it in three, I think he's going to look to go elsewhere. <laughs> So it's yeah. very intriguing. And mm. maybe that's why he took the Charger job. Because Atlanta, you have to build from the ground up almost. It may take you more than three, four, or five years to get where you need to go, even though it may be an easier path. Yeah. Charger job, it's already kind of set. You just have a couple pieces you got to insert here and there. Mm-hmm. I, it would not surprise me, Travis, if he won a Super Bowl in, let's say, two years. And he was done. Hmm. And he wanted to go somewhere else. He doesn't seem like the kind of coach who likes to be in a winnable program. He likes building programs. Yeah. Because he, every team he's taken, he is built up from where they were at the bottom. So I don't mm-hmm. think he likes being on top. He likes the journey to get there. Right. Yeah. So Chargers don't be good too fast. <laughs> they were uh, uh, thirty to one odds to win in next year's uh, big games to some sports books, and by uh, now the coaching change to Coach Harbaugh improved that by five. Now they're twenty-five to one odds on some sports books. How many players transfer out of Michigan, Travis? Ah, uh, well, I guess that all depends on who takes over. Um, that guy that filled in yep. for Coach Harbaugh. That's who uh, they're there targeting. for a couple of games. Yep. So, but players now have a third day. I'm sure they will to enter the portal. And with the departure, Travis, how about this? Three of the four teams in the playoffs in college football will not be coaching. I know that That's is crazy. crazy. And Sarkeesian with Texas is the only one who's still around. Yeah, mm. yeah, it's crazy how Coach Harbaugh now uh, gone to the back to the NFL and Coach Saban. Uh, is retired, mm-hmm. so uh, some uh, big name programs changing up uh, college coaches uh, there. So, by the way, do you know uh, Harbaugh's best season as an NFL quarterback, Travis? No, it was '95 where he finished fourth in the NFL MVP voting. Who did he finish behind? You asked Emmett Smith, Jerry Rice, and Brett Favre. Wow, those are three uh, Hall of Famers, and then there is Jim Harbaugh. Fourth and MVP. What a season. Yeah. For Coach Harbaugh. Yeah. Yeah, 95. Dang. So we'll uh, see when uh, they uh, schedule that Ravens Chargers 
uh, matchup for next season, and we'll see how they do there and who Michigan selects as their new head coach all right so we're up against the clock and we'll close it out and we'll close it out talking some nba and uh, that's what we'll end the show with here on the starting lineup the starting lineup from 98.9 the game studios we'll be right back hey son how are you feeling um i'm fine pops what's on your mind I just, I can't explain it. Navigating, without a compass, eyes waiting, started to wonder. Metamorphosis, philosophy about choice. When your kid can't find the language, help them find the lyrics. Listen to the Sound It Out album and get tips and tools to start a conversation at sounditouttogether.org. Brought to you by Ad Council and Pivotal Ventures. Echo has arrived. Marvel Studios' hardest-hitting series yet. Don't be afraid. The return of Vincent D'Onofrio as Kingpin is legendary. <laughs> it's stunningly unique and filled with bone-crushing action. I wouldn't have it any other way. Echo is one of the most powerful shows Marvel has ever made. What did you do? Marvel Studios' Echo. All episodes now streaming on Hulu and Disney+. Plus. Set your Disney Plus profile to DVMA to stream. Discover, this is Daniela. Hi, it's Jennifer Coolidge. I just want to thank you for making me feel so special. I earned cash back on debit for my dinner party groceries. That's great. But with Discover Cashback Debit, we give everyone cash back on everyday purchases. Anything else I can help you with? Do you like asparagus and mushroom sorbet? I've got leftovers. Introducing Discover Cashback Debit, a checking account with cash back. It pays to Discover. Eligibility in terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. And now, mm-hmm. but that is when ESPN News should be utilized. Yeah, not cornhole. The starting lineup. It's pretty. Bags. It's pretty awesome. Sorry, bags. Yeah, which is it? Is it bags or cornhole? Playing. I think. Yeah, I I always go bags. I always say that. On ninety-eight nine, the game. Start a lineup here on 98.9. The game rolling here on 98.9 for just a, a smidge, a bit longer. But we'll close things out uh, talking about uh, some uh, basketball here. As we mentioned there at the top of the program, but the uh, Bucks starting a new era there. And they won 126 to 116 over the uh, Cavs. And looked like they were having a good old time there in the pregame, dancing around and whatnot. So... Uh, looks like they're pretty happy that they got rid of their coach. Yes, uh, very happy about it, in mm, fact. And man. now Giannis, by the way, has come out and said, I was just as shocked as everybody else. Mm-hmm. But I trust Believe what that. they're doing. I trust management. But I, I had no idea. It was after we yesterday questioned if he's starting to get a uh, – Right. reputation he was surprised travis <laughs> somehow we we don't believe that <laughs> not one bit uh Giannis did Cut go him by for, surprise <laughs> sure it did star player on the team yep uh-huh uh Giannis did go for a triple double though 35 points 18 rebounds 10 assists for the greek freak uh-huh. in the win 
Uh, also, the uh, Suns with the win over the Mavs, 132-109. Devin Booker, 46 points. So, uh, close to 50, but not quite there. Luka with 34. And uh, the uh, loss, seven straight wins now for the uh, Suns uh, there. Uh, also, we had that matchup between Chet Holgren and Victor Wembyama mm -hmm. and a rivalry week in the NBA. Thunder beat the Spurs 142-114 uh, there. Yeah, but Victor had a nice dunk. Yeah, you know, 24 points, 12 rebounds, 4 Stared blocks. Stared down home. Seems like there might be some bad blood. Hey, I don't mind it. I don't mind it at all. Uh, Chet had 17 points, only 9 rebounds, 3 blocks as well. So, mm -hmm. uh, But uh, Victor had the better game, but the Thunder with the win. 31-13. and 13. Yep. On the season, it's OKC. Uh, let's see. Uh, elsewhere, we had the Pistons actually pick up a win, one thirteen to one hundred six. Heck, that should have been first things first. Yeah. Pistons with a win number five. Yeah. <laughs> They're closing in, Travis. They could get double digits this year. Oh, maybe. We'll see. Uh, Timberwolves also picked up a win, keeping pace with the Thunder. They won over the Wizards, one eighteen to one hundred seven. Uh, there and it looks like the Wizards made a coaching change, or they will make a coaching change. Yes. Looks like their head coach is going to slide off the bench, but a slide into the front office. Yep. Uh, there after that loss, seven and thirty-six is Washington. Hey, look out! Pistons are coming, coming for Washington. Yeah, who thought the Pistons might be a slam dunk for best odds at the lottery? Maybe not. Maybe not. Uh, the Grizzlies picked up the win over the Heat, 105 to 96-15-15 for Abibio, but uh, it was Memphis picking up the dub. Uh, the Trailblazers uh, pick up the win over the Rockets, 137-131 in overtime. Uh, we also had the Warriors with the W over the Hawks, 134-112 for the victory. Uh, the it's okay. I'll just... Uh, Move on to the schedule for tonight on the national networks. We got Boston and Miami to definitely take those. I uh, also got the 76ers in Indy to take on the uh, Pacers. And you have the Bulls out west take on the Lakers. Are you just going to leave Levine? We're giving him a great firsthand <laughs> experience of what Levine can do up close and personal. Just leave him in the locker room. I hope so. <laughs> no, reports are we're not trading him, Travis. Forget him. Oops, uh, we left. The bus is gone. Yep. Sorry, we left you. I guess you'll just have to stay here and move in. Nope, he's he's going to be a bull for life. Mm -hmm. For we're life. not getting rid of him now. Wow, for life. We'll see. Uh, tonight there was Chicago and L.A. So uh, we'll be back to uh, talk about it uh, tomorrow. And we still got a little bit to talk about in the uh, pod. So uh, catch us there. And we will be uh, back tomorrow. And coming up next here on ESPN Radio is uh, Carlin versus Joe. So enjoy. Thanks for listening to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. <laughs> hey, 
welcome in to uh, Overtime. Travis Sparks, Eric Fry, still here, and we got some random news and notes to clean up from the show. And we also got some this day in sports history yep. coming yep. at you as well. So before we get to any of that, is there anything from sports that you wanted to clean up? Yes, a change is coming, Travis. We mentioned about Washington making a change. Well, change is coming to the front office of the Pacers as Rick Fusen, the Pacers sports and entertainment chief executive officer, will be retiring as CEO. He will remain advisor to owner and chairman Herb Smith, while Mel Raines will take over in June. Mm. So there's that. Head coach of Philadelphia Eagles is promising change next season. Nick Serini uh, told the media on Wednesday that he's ready to, quote, reprove himself after the team collapsed down the stretch. He said an extensive search is taking place for a new offensive coordinator, while ESPN reports that former Miami Dolphins defensive coordinator Vic Fangio is expected to take over the same role in Philly. Mm-hmm. Green Bay Packers have moved on from their defensive coordinator. Team announced Wednesday that Joe Barry was let go from his position. The move comes after head coach Matt LaFleur told reporters earlier this week that he was, quote, just starting the process, end quote, of the offseason. Starting the process. Starting the process, that's right. Cincinnati Bengals have found their next offensive coordinator. ESPN reports the team will promote quarterbacks coach Dan Pitcher to the role vacated by Brian Callahan, who was formally introduced as Titans' new head coach on Wednesday. Pitcher has been with the Bengals since 2016 and became the team's primary quarterbacks coach in 2020 when Joe Burrow was drafted. Mm-hmm. Um, we already talked about that. The ACC announced its full 2024 football schedule on Wednesday. The coming season will be the first time Cal, Stanford, and SMU are part of the expanded 17-team league. Defending conference champs Florida State will open the season against Georgia Tech in Dublin on August 24th. Cal and Stanford open ACC play on the road with the Cardinal visiting Syracuse Friday, September 20th, and the Bears visiting Florida State the following day. SMU opens conference play the next week when it hosts the Seminoles. Without divisions, the top two teams in the standings at the end of the season will play in the ACC championship game in Charlotte on December 7th. Mm-hmm. The owner of the Utah Jazz are attempting to bring professional hockey to the Beehive State. The Smith Entertainment Group said that they have immediate ability to bring an NHL team to Utah and have requested the initiation of the expansion process. The group said that it would use the Delta Center as the interim home for an NHL franchise. The NHL said in a statement that it appreciates the interest. The Delta Center has hosted five exhibition NHL games since 2018. Hmm. Would you be Hockey f- coming to Salt Lake. Yeah, would you be a fan of that? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, apparently there's not a lot to do in that town, so yeah. put up another franchise. Why not? Yep. Uh, a couple of kind of feel-good stories, Travis, that you know, I always like to find these when we can. Uh, fans are putting their money behind Buffalo Bills kicker Tyler Bass with a nod to his feline friends. After missing a field goal in Sunday's playoff game against Kansas City, Bass received a series of death threats and even deleted his social media accounts as we talked about. However, in response to the nasty backlash, supporters have since donated over $250,000 in his name to the Ten Lives Club, a western New York cat rescue organization with which he's affiliated. The group proclaimed its solidarity, noting, quote, We stand with Tyler. Don't bully our friend adding he doesn't deserve the hate he's receiving and asking folks to leave their friend alone. Yeah. Nice. That's good. Going to help cats. Yeah. And finally, 
Workers at the General Motors truck plant in Flint, Michigan, will have their schedule adjusted Sunday so they can watch the Detroit Lions playoff game. The third shift start time will be moved to 10.45 p.m. Sunday. The plant builds the popular Chevy Silverado and GMC Sierra pickup trucks and is the only GM factory in Michigan with a Sunday shift. You know, the championship game between the Lions and the San Francisco 49ers begins at 6.30 Eastern Sunday evening with the winner, of course, advancing the Super Bowl. So 10.45, you should be able to see the end of that game. Yeah. That's a nice gesture. I like that. Yeah. Everybody getting the opportunity to watch the Lions. Hey, you know what? They're America's team, Travis. Now they are. They are. For sure. Go Lions. Yep. Yep. For sure. I'm telling you, Travis, I, I'm Lions-Ravens Super Bowl. I was just thinking about it that pretty much everybody, no matter what matchup that we get, we're going to get some storylines yep. uh, either way. So it'll be interesting to see the ones that went out, and we'll go through those ones tomorrow. Yep. Uh, I I just don't want a certain uh, KC team because then we'll have to see you-know-who during the Super Bowl. Now, what is wrong with Jason Kelsey? I don't mind Jason Kelsey. Mm. It's the person he's affiliated with. Hmm. His wife. I mean, come on, lighten up a little bit. You see what he said. You see what he said on their podcast. No, I thought he quit his podcast. No. No, I saw a little short. He was like, he was like, I, I gave my wife a heads up what I was doing. I was like, as soon as I get in the suite, I'm taking my shirt off. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I'm not asking for your permission. I'm just giving you a heads up. (laughs) How can you be married to either one of those two? (laughs) <laughs> and i did exactly what i thought that was the first time that they were meeting taylor and sure enough he does something like that <laughs> so proud what was she thinking that's all i want to know i i want to tell all interview what were you thinking like this is the guy that's going to give a speech at our wedding yep yep mm-hmm. this is my soon-to-be brother-in-law maybe yep welcome to the family <laughs> Like I said, it'd be like dating Gronk. But, I mean, he he had a point of, you know, that's that's the bar, so it can only improve from there. That's true. So. Hmm. I just hope, Travis, that uh, Mr. Kelsey, uh, tight end for the Chiefs. Um, Travis, I, shout out. Yeah, I know. That's why I was trying to avoid saying the name. Um, I hope that he is friends, uh, and I, I have no no backing of this, so they probably aren't. But I hope him and Rob Gronkowski are friends because I want the Kelseys and the Gronkowskis to be at a wedding together. <laughs> I think that would be a oh, blast man. for everybody. Whew. I feel sorry for whoever is paying the bar tab. Bar tab and whoever's to clean up after it. Exactly. Yeah, I feel sorry for but you. But make sure your cameras are rolling, please, because we need to have footage of what happens. Yes, or maybe no cameras allowed. Oh, no, aspect. No, no, no. Someone's going to sneak in a phone, Travis. You have to. No paparazzi. No, 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 allowed. no, no. It's a private, intimate ceremony. There's going to be so many keg stands at that wedding. <laughs> <laughs> right. You get T-Swift to do a keg stand? <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. Make it happen. Make it happen. In order to be part of the family, you got to do one. Exactly. Welcome to the family. The Kelsey family the kelsey kegs (laughs) there you go make it happen there you go 
Uh, only other thing that I wanted to uh, mention was that the Associated Press came out with their finalists for the uh, NFL awards okay. uh, that we had here. And to show you the MVP is a quarterback award. The finalists are Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott, Brock Purdy, and Christian McCaffrey. The lone non-quarterback uh, there doesn't I mean, have a shot. No, this is Lamar's award, 100%. Right, yeah, 100%. I, would, uh, I would agree. Uh, the Defensive Player of the Year finalists are Deron Bland from the Cowboys, Max Crosby from the Raiders, Miles Garrett from the Browns, uh, Mika Parsons from the Cowboys, and T.J. Watt for the Steelers. I would say Parsons, right? Mm, yeah, I don't know. I'd have to look at the stats yeah, no one to really make a jumped off the page at me. All right. Uh, the offensive player of the year, Terry, or the offensive player of the year, is uh, either Tyree Kill, Lamar Jackson, C.D. Lamb, Christian McCaffrey, or Dak Prescott. Probably Christian McCaffrey. He seems to always win that award. Yeah, I get it to McCaffrey or Hill. Yeah. One of those two. Uh, the offensive rookie of the year nominations are Jameer Gibbs from the Lions, Sam Laporta also from the Lions, Puka Nakua from the Rams, Bijan Robinson from the Falcons, and C.J. Stroud. From the Texans. I know you're going with your Rams wide receiver. Of course, receiver Nakua, Travis, for sure. going to go to C.J. Stroud. Mm. Yeah. A quarterback award, boo. I mean, he... Travis, he turned around that team more than anyone else turned around their team. A rookie record for receiving for Puka Nakua. Coming that's, out of nowhere. That's... I, C.J. Stroud was the number two pick in the draft. But that meant that they were a worse team. And he got them to the playoffs. Hmm. Nakua wasn't expected to do anything. Neither was Laporta, really. Yeah. I was looking Tied at that. The, the Lions last year, Travis got a C for their draft. Mm. I thought that he was one of the top targets for a tight end in the draft. So. Yeah, but the tight end position's up and down as far as value goes. Yeah. Yeah, but I'd still lean Nakua there. Uh, defensive Rookie of the Year nominations, Will Anderson from the Texans, Jalen Carter from the Eagles, Joey Porter Jr. from the Steelers, Kobe Turner from the Rams, and Spoon, Devin Witherspoon for the uh, Seahawks. You're torn here, Travis. Who are you going with? Oh, no, I'm not going uh, the Rams. I'm going Spoon. Yeah, that's that's what I would go to. Illinois over everything. Uh, AP, a comeback player of uh, the year nominations, uh, Joe Flacco. For the Browns, Baker Mayfield, uh, Matthew Stafford, uh, Tua Tongvaloa, and the winner. Just crown him now. Demir Hamlin, Demar Hamlin for the Bills. Shouldn't even have nominations. You know how I feel about it. <laughs> it should be Baker. It, it should be Baker or I'd even accept Joe Flacco. Yeah. But it's going to go Hamlin even though he hardly played. But he played. But he played. Mm-hmm. So... Exactly. The man died. On the field. I know. On the field. Less than a year later, played. playing. Yes, I know. So, I know. there you go. All Come he had back. to do was play one down, and he wrapped up that. Yep. Away. Give him the MVP. Come back. Come back player of the year. The most valuable player. There you go. Uh, AP uh, Coach of the Year nominations, Dan Campbell from the Lions, the John Harbaugh from the Ravens, D'Amico Ryans for the Texans, Kyle Shanahan for the 49ers, and uh, Kevin Stefanski for the uh, Browns as well for his uh, performance with all the quarterbacks yeah. uh, there. But, uh, it should be Dan Campbell. 
Yeah, I would agree. Usually, usually it's kind of easy to give it to uh, the number one seeds yes. like the Ravens or yeah. 49ers, but uh, yeah, I'll take the Texans coach as well. Yeah, oh yeah, it's his he first did awesome. Year with a rookie quarterback, yeah, and I think that may be just as impressive as Dan Campbell. He did awesome, yeah, for the sure. The Lions were kind of expected to be here. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, the assistant coach of the year, Ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator for the Lions, uh, Mike McDonald for the defensive coordinator for the Ravens, as well as Todd Mulkin, the Ravens offensive coordinator as well. Jim Schwartz for the uh, Browns defensive coordinator and uh, the Texans offensive coordinator there, uh, Bobby Slowick uh, there. It's probably going to go to Johnson. Sure. Offensive coordinator for the Lions. I'll take your word for it. So... Um, I mean, potentially, maybe uh, Monken for the Ravens, OC, but we shall see uh, the awards there. Mm-hmm. So that's the only thing that I wanted to mention there. Uh, is there anything on uh, this date in uh, sports history? Yeah, just a couple of things here to wrap things up. Uh, on this date in 1988, Pitts' Jerome Lane shattered the backboard with a thunderous dunk, leading to Bill Rafferty's infamous call, send it in, Jerome. Mm, yeah, that's good, good uh, such an awesome yep. call. Uh, on the state in 1993, number one Kansas loses at home to unranked Long Beach State, a team coached by future ESPN analyst Seth Greenberg. Mm. Seth Greenberg, how about that? On this day in 1998, the Broncos beat the Packers in Super Bowl 32, preventing Brett Favre from winning a second straight title. Terrell Davis rushed for 157 yards and a Super Bowl record three touchdowns to lead the Broncos to their first NFL championship and break the NFC streak, Travis, of Super Bowl victories at 13. John Elway earns the first Super Bowl ring of his career. But I didn't know the NFC, I guess when I think back about it, the NFC did have quite a run there in the early 90s, late 80s, but 13 straight Super Bowls for the M- NFC is a lot. For the NFC? Yeah. That they send one every year? No, no, no. Winning 13 straight. Oh, uh, gotcha. Winning 13 straight. Mm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there was the those. Well, yeah, the, in the 90s, the 49ers, the 49ers in the 80s, the Cowboys in the 90s, the. Uh, uh, Washington football team. The mm-hmm. Giants were good. Um, yep. There was quite a lot of them, but I think I I think I like Pittsburgh, and I'm like, didn't Pittsburgh win a Super Bowl in like the the 80s? But apparently not. Apparently it was 13 years that the NFC won. Uh, that was ended in '98. Mm, wow. And finally, Travis, in 2003, on this date, Serena Williams beats Venus Williams in the Australian Open Finals, giving her simultaneous possession of all four Grand Slam titles, dubbed the Serena Slam. Incredibly, Serena turned the same trick over a decade later, winning four straight majors from the 2014 U.S. Open through the 2015 Wimbledon. That does Mm. it for this day in sports history. Got a lot going on tomorrow, a lot of Super Bowls. So we'll be on the lookout for that, as well as uh, uh, some college basketball, some hockey as well going on. So, Mm -hmm. Yep, a lot to get to on tomorrow's program. Yep. Got a lot to uh, cover for the weekend uh, there. So, including picking those NFC, AFC championship games. Yep. That'll be uh, on Sunday. Yep. So always looking forward always uh, to that uh, there. All right, so if you don't have anything else, I think that uh, does it for us uh, today here on the uh, program. And we'll 
get out of here and we'll be back to get you set for the weekend tomorrow so until then thanks for listening thanks for downloading peace out <laughs>